Well, this is the EQE 500, the SUV. And don't worry if you're confused on the Mercedes electric nomenclature, because it might be going away soon anyway. But for now, this is the EQE SUV, and you're going to have to specify that because there is also an EQE sedan. This is brand new for the 2023 model year. There's already the EQE 350 Plus and the EQE 350 all-wheel drive. The 500 only comes with all-wheel drive, and it's got more power. It's the people mover draped in a thermoformed body shell. It just looks kind of like a melted thing over the top of the people in the gear. The 500 steps you up to 402 horsepower and 633 pound-feet of torque, which is really good. I mean, it's not as good as many of the competitors in this segment, but we won't talk about those right now because there's still the AMG flavor of this coming. It's got a 90.6 kilowatt hour battery, and the claimed range on this is 279 miles maximum. It's decent, I suppose. Pretty much every competitor in this segment costs less and gives you more range. And I'm talking about the Tesla Model Y and the Cadillac Lyric. The Lyric is very much on my mind when driving this because both Todd and I really liked that Lyric. And it was fully loaded and gave you 320 miles of range for $66,000. The EQE 500 SUV starts at $89,500. It goes up to $90,092 depending on the trim level that you want. You can get the experience package. This one does not have the head-up display. so you gotta pay an extra $3,000 or so for that package that includes the HUD. This is quick. All EVs are. Why do we keep talking about zero to 60? Why is that even a selling point anymore? I mean, Tesla kind of owns that. There's that initial, I got an EV and I'm going to take all my friends and family and I'm going to pin your head back and we're gonna have fun doing acceleration in a straight line. But nothing about this is sporty. I don't want anything about this to be sporty because I don't want to hustle a 5,600 pound, very heavy SUV, EV, around corners. The seats are not designed for that. There isn't an EV on the market at this point that I want for sporty driving. I'm sure those will come, but the industry is still not finished getting this out of their system. The five seat, battery on the floor architecture, the thing that is all about the experience. It's all about discovery, and the Mercedes is really good at discovery because it does have the MBUC system, which we really like. It's quite refined now. The 12.3 inch screen looks nice until you step up to the hyper screen, which is my understanding is available in the 500, but it's not here. Instead, we get a thin wood veneer panel with the Mercedes TriStar in a logo pattern like Gucci or Louis Vuitton or Coach would do. Look at this thing. That's exactly what it's like a luxury goods manufacturer making their logo the pattern. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, look at this turnaround. Yes, it has rear wheel steering and you can do up to 10 degrees out of phase rear wheel steering, which makes the long wheelbase on this completely irrelevant. The styling that I like that was introduced on the EQS sedan 
was very slippery. The whole point is coefficient of drag, but I like what Mercedes did and the graphics, everything about the headlights and taillights are just painted on. They're just a line painted on this shape. But I do not think that kind of shape works well on this tall architecture. Yes, it has to fit people, but it just looks like this uninteresting shape draped over the top of a five-seat SUV. And by the way, if you put five people in this, people are going to be squished back there, even with the flat floor. This is really a four-seater. For adults, that's about the most you want to put in here. I mean, it's uncomfortable to be in the rear for any length of time. And then you go all the way to the back and there should be a little bit more cargo space. It's good for in town, but I don't know that this is the one you're going to choose for long trips. Which brings me to charging. Even though Mercedes offers a two-year agreement for free charging from Electrify America only in 30-minute increments, well, that sounds great. And I looked at Electrify America's infrastructure. There is only one in Salt Lake. It has seven 350-kilowatt chargers, which are very fast and good. One ultra-fast charger, which is 150 kilowatts. That's good, but there's a lot of people with EVs. In Park City, there is one 50-kilowatt charger, but it's still not fast enough to match up to Mercedes claims between 10 and 80%. It should only take about 30 minutes. That issue is not unique to Mercedes. It's unique just to the area. Walk around this car. Look at the graphics painted on. Yes, this is also very slippery. It also very much depends on the wheel package. And these are 20s on this. You can get 21s, which you don't want. That adds nine miles of range with the underbody and the front architecture to get the larger wheels and tires. But the problem is it crashes on bumps, even though it's got the air suspension. Keep walking around the car. Look at the back. I do like the taillight graphic, and there is one nice crease just over the rear fenders, but it washes out too quickly. Otherwise, I don't know what about the styling is very distinctive. If you take the graphics away, what in particular is very beautiful? I think this shape works, especially for coefficient of drag, on the sedans. I do not like it on the SUVs because it turns into an amorphous shape. And you know what the main problem is? Something called tumble home. That's designer speak for how far the windows tilt in towards your head. This is standing up like a delivery van, but it gives you a nice open airy feeling, which when you're inside, that's kind of what you're going for. But that doesn't lend itself to beautiful styling. This is the issue. It's the tumble home. There's not enough voluptuous shape out of this to make it really compelling. I even like the Cadillac Lyric styling better. And if we're talking about jelly bean shapes, I like the GV60 better too. Now you can choose different interior materials. I don't love the, the white leather here, even though it's very luxurious. Where you grab the seatbelt, it started to get really dirty already. But the MBUX system is really where this shines. So when you're charging, you're going to be bored. If you have a passenger, good news, under the apps here, you can play shuffle puck. It's like air hockey. Push and then pull back so you can aim where you want to hit the puck. That's kind of fun. And then there's a Mercedes version of Candy Crush. And then there's also Sudoku. So yes, Mercedes realizes you're going to be sitting here and you're going to be tired of looking at things on your phone. So they might as well entertain you as well. Once you understand the MBUX system, it's really intuitive and easy to use. There's a lot of settings for the car so you can understand what's going on with your charging, your range, how your driving style is impacting your range. 
I would like a separate button to open the flap, but I suppose if you're already sitting and parked, then fine, it can be buried deep in a menu here. But then under comfort, this is where you can do the seat kinetics. You see here, you can actually have the seat measure your height. But the problem is it creates what it thinks is actually ideal and it's not comfortable at all. I like that the car is trying to help you and Mercedes is bringing you a way of trying to make you more comfortable, but the seat kinetics actually change position. So as you're driving, it's constantly shifting and it's rather disconcerting and we could just leave that alone. It does have wireless uh, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, which is nice. Of course, Sirius XM. This little button that I didn't discover until I swiped right, it is off-road mode. Okay, we've got uh, GPS settings here and I wanna make sure that I've got the suspension articulation on this side, along with uh, an artificial horizon, uh, a compass below, and of course all your cameras so you can see what you're doing. But the problem is if you're off-roading in this, you did it wrong. This is not the thing to go off-roading in, especially with the larger wheels and tires. Gosh, I don't wanna bash a rock through my battery. This is not the thing to do off-roading in. It's gravel and fire road only kind of driving. Over here on your steering wheel, check it out. If you push the home button, you've got all the screens. And with this exclusive package, you get the augmented reality assistance. So it'll give you, once you've got your nav system going, it'll give you the turn-by-turn -turn directions. The seats feel good, the driving position is good. It definitely lends itself to the sit up high, have a commanding view of the road. This is the aspirational interior for EVs, and I like it better than the GV60. Come on, the Mercedes, and for 90 grand, this is where you feel it. Are you shopping for an EQE SUV of any range designation? Use Autotempest.com to search all the car markets and even research inventory at dealers. Autotempest helps you search nationwide across all the used car sites, including Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Plus, you can get email alerts so you never miss a listing. We use it to research for our podcast, to search for crazy road trip cars, and just because we like to dream. And Autotempest can even help with new cars, pricing out the options and getting local dealer quotes. So if you're looking for a Mercedes-Benz EQE SUV or sedan, autotempest.com slash everyday can get you the help you need. autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. I do like the consistency, by the way, for the shift lever. Whether you're in a gas power like the GLE 63S, it's trained me as a Mercedes enthusiast here to, to always look for this. Okay. So you look at that. The basics of the climate control are always available to you right down here. And then the pertinent features, the things that you dive for the quickest, whether it's the mode that you want or the volume or something about the car, that's on this space bar. And the entire bar moves when you push anywhere on that. There is a hidden feature when you're using the paddles, but the paddles are the energy recuperation. And you would think that using the paddles and always having it in the highest recuperation mode is the way to maximize your battery. And that is not true. The secret to the Mercedes on all EQ vehicles is to hold the right paddle for one second and then it puts you into intelligent recuperation mode. This is clearly now using the cameras up here 
to determine the distance between the car ahead of you and what you're doing, whether you're going down a hill or you're coming into traffic. I confirmed that because I was sitting in traffic and I let off the pedal and it actually fully stopped the car all the way up to the stop traffic ahead of me. So when you're going down a hill, it'll actually, you can feel it. It'll give you how much percentage of charge is going back and, and regenerating into the battery. But when you're in intelligent recuperation mode, you would think, why wouldn't we always use this mode? Well, it's because if you're going down a hill and you want strong recuperation, you can control that. Or if you just want the car to coast, you can do that. But this is the sweet spot. And I do like that Mercedes has figured this out. So when you lift, it just kind of coasts and free, feels like it's freewheeling. But then when you're going down a hill, you can tell that it's searching for vehicles in front of you and it will fully stop the car. On the EQE 500 like this, it's only 4MATIC and you would think that it's always in all-wheel drive at all times. That is what 4MATIC implies, but that is not the case. This can decouple the front axle from the motor when it senses from an efficiency standpoint, we don't need all-wheel drive right now. I'm fine with the car choosing that. It's looking at wheel slippage and weather and traction and, you know, of course, efficiency is the biggest thing, but it can disconnect and reconnect in 240 milliseconds. I desperately want to tell you how good this is to drive. We're in sport mode, I'm in intelligent recuperation mode, and it should be kind of interesting, but no. This feeling through these corners is like that on just about every SUV with this architecture. So I ask you, what about this driving experience is particularly German or particularly Mercedes? The steering, as soon as you turn in, the car wallows, even in sport mode. You can tell the weight's down low, but this isn't the car to corner in. It's not fun. That's not why you buy an SUV though. That's not why you buy a EQE. I love Mercedes. I love their vehicles. I just like this, but I don't love it because I want more range. I want to not worry about percentages all the time. And 279 maximum miles is decent, but it isn't a Cadillac Lyric and it certainly isn't anything from Tesla. And look, when I lift, the vehicle is sensing how quickly I lift off as if, ooh, the, the car in front of me just braked, but it's also seeing the car in front of me just brake. It actually kind of applies the brakes more fiercely than before, than as if I let lift off here. There's no car ahead of me right now, so it just coasts. It's intelligent. The EQE comes with sounds that you can choose. Silver waves, or vivid flux, or roaring pulse. I hear serene breeze is coming and there might be more, but when I'm in an EV, I don't care about having noise. I just want to listen to my music and kind of have silence. I love that Mercedes quality, the, the entire feel about this. But as an EV, it needs longer range. If we're gonna charge, what, $90,000, at least 92, and we're not even at the, the highest trim level, there's other choices. And I hate to say it, that just makes this kind of a lease mobile. There will be better batteries. There will be more coming. It's gonna make this look a little like the first gen Nissan Leafs.